Oh, for sure. Bam, we're live. Uh, he's getting a push a couple push-ups pre-show. Uh, Sevon has to empty the tank. I all the, both of those. Oh man. Hey, good job on the workout, Jer. Pardon? Good job on the workout. <laughs> two sixty-eight. Oh, thanks. Right, two sixty-eight. That's um nine reps uh, less than the champ got in uh, two thousand fourteen. In the fastest right. time, you know. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, Brian Friend, J.R. Howell, and Caleb Beaver. Um, I was watching uh, a little conversation that Rich and Angelo were having on one of their mayhem videos, and they were guessing how many people would beat Rich's world record. And Rich guessed sixty-three, and Angelo guessed one hundred. It's right in between those, wasn't it? Oh, was I? I didn't even check. I just I didn't want to steal the show from you or Jr. I don't know. I have too many tabs open, but I think it. Rich, Rich beat it by a few reps, and he was fifty first. So I think that uh, it was probably right in between those two because there are a lot of pile up, you know, same scores at that rep count. Uh, another thing, uh, Rich said, is that uh, well, we'll play that conversation in a second. We got some clips. So I went to. Uh, morning chalk up to where I normally do my research and talking elite fitness. Actually, Rich was like, was really close. <clears throat> what do you get? The number of people that beat it is exactly 63. No shit. That video is from before the workout happened. Yes. It was literally the 64th guy had 277, which tied it. Exactly 63. Crazy. Hold on. Let's get that. Get verified. Uh, Patrick Clark. Or- is that true? Is Brian right on that? Uh, Holy cow, that's amazing. Everything Rich does is amazing. Patrick watched him do the workout, actually. <clears throat> he said he it was, was amazing. He was there? He was there or he watched it live? He was in Cookville. Where's Pat? Where's Patrick? I didn't, what was he doing on there? Probably it, multiple things, but one of the athletes that he manages is on Angelo's team this year, Kyra Milligan. And, the, you know, uh, she's recently gone out there for some training to go through the open season quarterfinals that you have to do to satisfy the requirements this year for a team. Um, and, you know, we had a good time when we were out there. So Patrick decided to go back out for the weekend. But he watched them, <clears throat> a lot of them do the, this workout, including Rich. And he said he, he wasn't even planning on doing the workout. He just kind of last minute decision decided to do it with Tyler, maybe in part because Angelo had beaten his score by a few reps. He ended up tying Angelo's score with very little to no warm up at all. Wait, really? Him and Angelo tied? They both got 280. I think Angelo beat him on a tie break though. Hey, um um I, I wonder is Ky- Kyra Milligan is different than Kyra Van Zeel. Yeah, for Angelo's 4 seconds faster on the tie break. Hey, Catlin Van Zeel? Cat- okay. Caitlin, Caitlin Van Zeel. I, I was going to say one of those girls I just started following on Instagram. I want to say it's Kyra Milligan, but but it, maybe it was Catlin Van Zeel. I can't remember. Uh, Nick Schmidt, uh, ten dollars. It's not much. The hell it ain't. It's great. Well, we don't know what that A in front of the ten dollars means. It could actually be not that much. Australian. Uh, it's not much, but just wanted to contribute to the show to show my support. Have a great show, legends. Well, thank you. That's really cool of you. I don't know. None of us are really legends, not yet. Emma Lawson looked good. When this workout first came out, the, the three people that came to mind that had the, probably the best chance to win this workout worldwide were Emma Carey, Mal O'Brien, and Emma Lawson. Probably yeah. not in that order. Probably I probably thought Mal, Lawson, Carey, just because I wasn't sure where Carey was at, but I think they were all top five. Uh, how did Emma Lawson do? I think she was fifth. 
Uh, oh no, seventh. Sorry, didn't even okay. beat Sam Briggs, so not hey, really good. Um, did you watch her video? Uh, her and the, her and Jake Farlow's uh, the video that came out of their camp. I haven't, <clears throat> I haven't watched that one yet. There's quite a few to watch, which is nice, but also takes time. She's uh, she's she's turning. I mean, she's her. She's because she's so young. She looks like a different athlete. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she looks one year um, more stout, stronger. I mean, you know, I don't want to be a, a dickhead to her because she performed so incredibly well. But at the games last year, there were kind of some head scratching moments. Like, how can that body lift those things? Now, I now you would never say that. I mean, she just looks like she looks like she's put on three pounds of just armor on her. You know. I wonder if she's heavier. Does anyone know? Uh, no, <clears throat> probably won't really be able to know either. We could ask her, but outside of that, uh, like I don't think she'll update her games profile. But yeah, I mean, uh, she's going from kid to woman before our eyes. Had her fifth in my power rankings, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, in the world, then or maybe in the actually, world, nuts. Yeah, I had her fifth. Absolutely nuts. Um, I think she's a real deal. A lucky camera straps also from Australia. Man, ah, he's JR spoiling is, a, he's spoiling future parts of our episode. But we'll allow. Man, JR is fit. Wow, he beat Scotty Pancheck, Nicholas Matthews, Willie Georges, Chandler Smith, and Fikowski. Uh Willie Georges. Uh, I don't know. I wanted to start the show hot, but I've already fallen in. I wanted to play. Uh, you guys, if you guys have not, if you guys do not follow Brian Spin, you're out of your mind. Like the rest of us are a joke compared to Brian Spin. Oh, speaking of jokes, uh, uh, Talking Elite Fitness and Morning Chalk Up had nothing for me. I'm very disappointed. That is normally where I steal all my shit to prepare for my shows, and there's nothing there. Ugats, Ugats. I think that's Italian. Is that Italian, JR, for fucking nothing? That's it. Ugats. Ugats. It's Ugats. Ugats. You're not Italian, JR? No. Hold on. Oh, I want to see no look. I want to say something about Willie. Okay, go ahead. Defend your buddies. Go ahead. And then I want to say something about Willie Georges. No, I was just going to say, I mean, it's not, it's not necessarily realistic to expect the same stuff from morning chalk up that we did at this time last year. You know, Tommy and I and Patrick and Lauren were all working there and now we're not, and they don't have, there just aren't people in the space that you can get to replace the sports, you know, uh, quality of that, but they still, I think they're still putting out some really good community stuff. So I, you know, as far as the competition stuff, yeah, there's other places that are probably better to go now. Shit, I wouldn't of, have been so mean if I knew Katie. If I would have known noon, if I would have known Katie. Known. Thank you. If I would have known Katie was in the comments. Ah, I love morning chalk up. Uh, the, one of your lit videos must have not uploaded. I was unable to steal your. No, what you meant to say show. was they did have some decent stuff on their social media. Oh, okay. charts and graphs that you could reference. You just didn't. You forgot to look there. No, I want to go on YouTube and I want to watch those them interview stuff and then steal it and. And pretend and like it's my own. Lauren had, what did do a few interviews and, and content from the Proven Camp, but it might just not be what you're looking for. It's yeah, on Talking Elite Fitness's page. Uh, I went over there. I didn't see it. Can you find okay. it? Oh, Caleb, by the way, and, whenever I mention morning chalk up, uh, you know, we were talking about sounds. Can you play crickets? You know, do we have different sounds for different people? Like for Kate, uh, Heidi Kroom, it's like swallowing sounds. We should, I'm actually going to start a list here. Morning chalk up gets crickets. Sorry, Katie. But Katie, use the bathroom. I'll tell uh, if I say anything bad about. It. I like you, uh, Anthony TPA. Jr. is in the top ten for Masters. Watch out, Rich. Uh, Rich isn't competing. His video submission. I saw his video submission. Uh, you I have think, not seen his video submission. I, I did see. I went on YouTube. Nice. Okay, that was quick. Thank you. 
Hold on, let's try that again. I couldn't find anything on Morning Chalkup's page about the Open. Mm. Uh, I think it was Andrew Hiller or someone. Oh, Andrew Hiller uh, commented that you couldn't see in Rich's video. Uh, Rich is That's not his ball. video submission. Where did Andrew get that video from then? A video on YouTube that uh, their media team cut and edited together to show his performance from 10 years ago or nine years ago compared to this year. That's different than what he would submit to CrossFit if they ask for a video, his workout. He had multiple cameras running during the workout. Andrew doesn't care to take the time to ask that. He just wants to make a video for people to like it. <laughs> okay. Settle not even uh, like JR, it, do you want to weigh it. in on He doesn't um, care if you like it or not. He just J- wants you to watch it. Uh, J- well, I, I made the assumption while I was on the assault bike that, oh, shit, uh, Rich purposely cut out his wall ball target, and therefore he um, can't enter the um, – and that's on the viewer. Andrew's not claiming that. He's just yeah. he just take, took a video. This would be like um, me picking out one Bible verse and saying, "You think Jesus is a great guy? Look at this example of a of a mass murder from the Old Testament and say that Christianity yeah. sucks." He he flipped over the table, didn't he? At uh, like a pawn yeah, shop or something. Why would you follow yeah. that guy and just yeah. not read any of the rest of it? That's what Andrew's doing there. Sevon's losing his barn keys. Uh, no, I well, I scheduled Rich to come on March 9th, or Sousa did. So now I can talk a little shit about him. Got him. Uh, Willie George's uh, um, video, was, according to Hiller, also uh, wasn't to standard. Uh, space? Yeah, because thing. of the space. What what happens there? I don't know. But I was just going to be super honest. I didn't adhere to that floor plan for any of the people at our gym. It didn't make any sense with the layout we had. And I don't care. You know, He's right. Like They wrote the rule, and so they should probably. Wait, Hiller's right? Rule. Hiller's right? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's right. That there, that there are you know a lot of the videos that he pulled and showed in there certainly would not be to the standard for one reason or another based on what CrossFit expected from the floor plans, and I completely agree with him that that floor plan was unnecessary for this workout and it made it very difficult for a lot of people to accommodate to the point where we just said screw it we're not even going to try we have no one that's going on to the next stage doing the workout here it's not that we're trying to cheat it just doesn't make any sense for us to reconfigure our entire gym so that people can do this workout what was wrong with a uh, great great pool caleb i know i didn't even send you a link to that what what, what was wrong with that layout that all the shit was too close to each other <clears throat> i mean they, they were just uh expecting eight eight feet distance between on one side you had to have what was on one side jr the pull-ups the rings and the wall ball and on the other ball side three. had to be the rower yeah. and the barbell so what 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 what's wrong with that one? What the rings and the because the rings the rings and the pull up bar are often difficult to move or impossible to move. Oh, and, but look in this picture, the rings and the and the pull up bar are close to each other. Right, and the point that he made was the picture that they showed on on CrossFit's website that has uh, this is all the equipment you need for the open is a space that makes perfect sense for a diagram like this. But it's not necessarily like we don't have any rings that are attached to our rig. For ring muscle ups, they're all separate and in the middle of the gym. So, yeah. if I want to have a person do a workout where it's the barbell and the rower are both eight feet away from the rings and the pull up bar, which are 12 feet away from each other, then I'm not going to have very many people doing the workout. At the same oh, time. I just I just assumed that those were minimums that you could even be further away. Well, yeah, but some people don't even have enough space to be eight feet away. Okay, well, go back to Willie George's. His 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 shit looks fine to me because his bar is eight feet away from the pull up bar in the rings. So I don't know what Hiller's talking about. <clears throat> but well, I don't know what those lines on the floor all mean. There, where's his rower? Is the person sitting on it? 
Oh, that's a good question. And the rings and the pull-up bar and the wall balls are all supposed to be eight feet apart. So maybe he has eight feet to the back and eight feet to the front to get it done in, in okay parameters. But I don't think there's eight feet between the rings and the barbell. He, oh, this is the one where he put a, a life-size image of Batman and did his measurements that way, I think. Oh, yeah. That, oh, yes. Uh, for, uh, Andrew Hiller, for the record, Brian, I made that part up. I was giving Mayhem's cameraman, Ben, credit for hiding Rich's wall balls. I said it multiple times. I was dragging the Buttery Bros. Oh, I watched the but Buttery Bros uh, video, too. I want to give them kudos. Uh, it was it – they – it was a video, and the title was, is Mal O'Brien you know, going to win the CrossFit Games this year? And they put that section right in the beginning of the video. They could have put it at the end, you know what I mean, just to make me watch all their biath bi biathlon stuff first. But they actually put it right in the beginning. So I'm going to give it a, the Buttery Bros a thumbs up and say, go watch that video if you want to see Mal O'Brien do it. Uh, by the way, she looks – did you see that video? I haven't watched that one yet either. I, wa I watched more of the men's stuff than the women's so far. What did you think, uh, Jay? Are you ready to talk? Get your vocal cords warmed up. Sure. Uh, what did you think about um, that? What your takeaways from seeing Mal O'Brien and hearing her speak in the Buttery Bros' most recent video, just published twenty four hours ago? She sounds about as focused as any person. That's primary goal is to win the CrossFit Games, right? And, and I, I thought I was buying it. I was never like, oh shit, I'm not buying it. No, I think she believes it too. Yeah. And she, yeah, it, it was uh, okay. Uh, sorry. Yes. Dylan Val. Hi. Are you crazy? Thank you. I really appreciate it. Not as much as Brian. Brian really appreciates it. JR, not so much. I'm in the middle somewhere. That's awesome. Uh, Brian, are, are you wearing rosary beads? Or is, that a, or is that a lanyard from the uh, games dork convention you just came from? <laughs> No, a member from the gym gave it to me tonight. He says, Fat Tuesday, you got to wear beads on the show tonight. I said, okay, I'll do it for you. I don't know what that is. Um, uh, Patrick Clark, we don't know what Willie Georges hasn't showed the measurements, and we may never see them. It's only for CrossFit to decide. Uh, Sevon, uh, mispronouncing a few athletes. Not true. Uh, fake news. I didn't mispronounce anything. Thank you. Though. Actually, you did. Um, Mal, uh, I thought Mal O'Brien looked amazing and she sounds really focused and calm and it's, it's a great video as much as I don't want to like it. That's what you think, but then you bring her home to be your daughter, your fake daughter's best friend. It's life-size toy. And three comp, three events later, she just kills you on the floor. What do you mean? Is there a Mal O'Brien doll? <laughs> no, that, that, that analogy I made the other day. <clears throat> about that movie. Um, uh, Julian Ifford, 499. I appreciate the content, guys. Any thoughts on Haley not competing this year? Sure. Uh, I, I commend her for making that choice. I imagine it's a very <laughs> difficult decision. I'm sure that she's got, you know, I, I know that when I was in Mayhem that she was back home. I'm sure she's, you know, spent some time talking to people that she needs to. And it's hard because there's, you know, she's been, like she said, she's been doing this for a long time. She's had a lot of success. Um, and there's, you know, expectations that people have of her and for her and uh, to, to be able to step aside and say, you know what, I need a, I need some time for myself. However long that ends up being is not not an easy thing to do, especially when you're when you're young. So I give her a lot of credit for it. Yeah, I mean, I think this may be getting a little too deep, but having daughters of my own, thinking about them possibly coming to me one day saying that they're struggling with 
whatever body image issues, um, relationship with food, uh, and while also trying to perform at a world class level in something, I think I would sit them down and say, hey, you know, is this what you want to be doing right now? I think you have some other things you need to figure out first. How old is she? 21 or two. Yeah. I mean, that's the year you're supposed to get everything, get rid of everything you fucking own and get a stick and put a fucking red handkerchief on it and hitchhike across the country and find God. And if you didn't do that sometimes between when you're 20 and, and, and 27, then you fucked up. You missed up. That's what everyone's supposed to do. And she's doing it just completely, absolutely fucking normal what she's doing in my mind. I just hope she does it right. I hope she like really goes on some crazy soul searching. And then I hope she takes a second year off and pulls herself out of the drug pool and gets juiced to the gills and wins the games like Conor McGregor is doing. <clears throat> Maybe God will talk to her while she's on that search and be like, get juiced up. Uh, Aaron Fraser, love it when Brian and Jay are on. 1999. Who doesn't? Say something. Tell me something I don't know. Uh, looking sharp in all black fellas. Oh, thank you for the sweatshirt and the hats, the crash stuff, Jer. You're welcome. It's cool. It's cool. I won't let my wife fold the sweater, the sweatshirt and put it away because then I'm afraid it'll just like fall into the abyss. So it's just laying out on our bed. Just tell her she can wear it then. No, uh, don't get crazy. Don't get crazy. <laughs> uh, Caleb, can you go ahead and um, uh, there's a clip right at the top of my notes that says, let's show this, uh, let's start the show hot and uh, we'll let the boys have at this. We'll just like get right at it. Guys, We, what's so cool about this show, this is a uh, Brian Spin from the Barbell Spin. Uh, thank God he's around. He's, um, He's seven on steroids from when I was a young man. What a gift he is. Anyway, this is fun stuff. Uh, I'm so glad that we have this kind of stuff in the sport, and I'm very curious how JR and Brian are going to handle this. Have you guys seen this? Yes, I sent this to him. Oh, okay. Here we go. All right, if you saw my last post, I posed the question of whether Roman Kronikov's 306 reps should stand. The reason being is that the official workout description states that unless otherwise stated, athletes may not receive assistance with their equipment during the test. As you can see in behind me, Roman's judge did touch the monitor on his second trip back to the rower. Pat Vellner, on the other hand, followed the workout description and did pay a little bit of a price for it because his monitor did not turn on, costing him valuable seconds and therefore reps. Vellner only scored two reps short of what Roman did. The problem gets really interesting, though, when you look at Adrian Bosman at the live announcement, where he did change and, and reset the monitors for all of the athletes doing the workout in Madrid. Take a look. Before team did get back to the rower, he was able to complete 256 calories. You can see him left. squatting down in Ripped front, and now he's walking to the Dolores row. All right, if you saw Okay, let, let me repackage this for everyone. I can't even believe this. Uh, By the way, there are a couple of comments in, uh, on that video that I would also like to look at after you, you do your thing. Okay, go, go ahead and play this one more time. This is, uh, or, or you can just see down here on the bottom is Adrian Bosman. Uh, so uh, touching the rose. So let me get this straight. At three, two, one, go, you have 15 minutes to accomplish this AMRAP. 14 uh, minutes. Sorry, for yeah, 14. Every one other than CrossFit. You have 14 minutes to do uh, – nice, Caleb, slow-mo. You have 14 minutes to do this AMRAP. And no, once you start, no one's allowed to touch your shit, like your bar, your rings, or your rower. That's like a rule. 
What it says at the, at the it's the last sentence on the first page of the workout description for 23.1. It says, unless otherwise stated, athletes may not receive assistance with their equipment during the test. So that would mean can't reset the barbell, wall ball, can't stop the rings from swinging, can't turn on the, the rower, unless otherwise stated. If you go to the rowing specific uh, page, which is page number three, there's no uh, uh, additional information about that. So the default is don't fucking touch. Correct. And Vellner, in the video that he shared of his workout, as he's commentating through it, specifically says, here, when I take, he did muscle-ups in two sets, 12 and 8. And after 12 muscle-ups, he goes, here, I go over to my rower to turn it on because the, I'm not allowed to have my judge turn the rower on. Unfortunately, it didn't turn on. And you'll see when I go back to it that it cost me about 10 seconds. And I'm just pulling on the thing, and it's not turning on. How many calories is 10 seconds? Is it more than two? It's not calories that he's losing. It's a toes-to-bar reps. He had 44 toes-to-bar to Roman's 46, and it only takes about two seconds to do one rep of a toes-to-bar at the cadence that they're doing at the end of the workout. Oh, so that that's they, what they were on. That was the 304, 305, 306 were toes-to-bar. Yeah, and so th- in 10 seconds, he could have done three toes-to-bar. Um, is the, That's the implication. Now, the comments on Brian Spin's video are saying it didn't affect Roman's workout that Jake touched the screen. That's Jake Lockard, who is his judge. And they're absolutely right. It made no effect on Roman's workout. We're not talking about Roman's workout. Roman's workout was incredibly impressive. And despite the fact that he has his hand on the screen there, didn't impact his score at all. 306 is with the reps that he would have got either way, in my opinion. But let me ask one more question here real quick. Does everyone's rower turn off? By the time they get to it, regardless of how fast you are? Yeah, if you didn't touch it, it definitely would. I mean, well, then how can someone say that? Then, of course, Jake's uh, touching the rower affected it. Because if you watch the whole video, Roman turns the, the screen on and then Jake goes just to make sure it's. Ah, uh, okay, right. okay, okay. So my bad. <clears throat> uh, strike my comment from the record, please, JR, from your notes. Thank you. If you've so, got, if you've got like a PM5 monitor with the L, with the um, LCD screen or LED screen, whatever you call it. Um, as soon as you pull on the handle, it should wake up. So it should come on. The just row screen will pop up. Or if you just start rowing, that will go away and it'll start tabulating work earned. But with like a PM3 or a PM4, you press menu back or display and there's like a there's a delay of about three or four seconds. And then the C2, like all black pixel comes up and then it finally goes to that screen. So like in Pat's case, if that was an older monitor and he said it didn't come on for like 10 seconds, that's actually pretty believable. Holy yeah. And it's shit. And so and 10 it, seconds, it, theoretically he could have done as many as 20 toes to bar. No, no, as many. As no, five. but oh, five. Like, one. Okay. One every two seconds. Okay. But honestly, yeah, it's more likely that he would have done three. He probably would have gotten, he probably gotten three calories in those 10 seconds. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, and a calorie takes a lot longer to do than a toast bar. Um, so anyway, it's, uh, no one, I don't think anyone's implying that Roman's score is a bad score or a misrepresentation of his work. The question that Brian's asking is, will, will I, uh, will CrossFit impose a penalty for someone touching his monitor or his judge touching the monitor? Which would mean Roman's score is a bad score. And, and, and so he might get, he could potentially get a minor penalty. Sometimes, you know, they give five second penalties for a false start or they'll give a, you know, a small rep penalty. They have these things built in it. Hiller has talked about it on his show that they have different classifications for penalties upon video review. Three references to Hiller, two positive, one negative so far on the show, uh, 23 minutes in. (laughs) Um, Okay. See if we can make it a full count. 
Uh, Tre- Trevor Gentry, uh, Roman did what the rule creator and director of his sport demonstrated. Okay, right? Uh, Pat did what the paper said. Okay. A CrossFit HQ should not be putting athletes in this position. This is a CrossFit issue, not Roman's. 100%. I completely agree, and this is where I was going to go with the Willie George thing. With If you want to talk about Noah Olson's wall, Olson's wall balls, or if you want to talk about the rower, is that uh, they're just putting themselves in bad positions. Like You didn't need to rewrite the, the standard for a wall ball after 10 years. You didn't need to rechange the configuration of the floor layout for a repeat workout. And in my opinion, there is a competitive advantage, for example, during last year's quarters finals or two years ago semifinals when they did Gretel and Emma Tall got a um, penalty for her judge stopping the barbell. That is to her advantage. I don't see any competitive advantage of having someone turn on your rower here. The only argument that someone can make is, well, it gives a disadvantage to the person who does it on their own with literally no one else in the gym. But even so, you know, don't no you have to have someone in the gym? Don't you have to have a judge? No, you could just do a no. video. But oh. to get back to the rower, you have to go through the muscle-ups. I don't think there's very many people in the world that are doing this workout uh, without any other person there and getting to the rower, period. And even if they are, they're not doing muscle-ups in two sets like Pat Vellner, and they could go over and, tr- and turn their monitor on a couple of times if they needed to just to make sure it's on while they're resting to the mu- muscle-ups, which they're inevitably going to do. Even Roman did four sets of five. But... um. And there's and and what if you're doing it in a cold garage? What if you do have an older rower? Like that can actually uh, be slow to, to register, like Jr. talked about. And in this case, I think it was the difference between Roman and Pat winning this workout worldwide. Uh, uh, Trevor Gentry, uh, thank you for the money, by the way. So so okay, so this is a CrossFit issue. What do you do? Uh, we'll start with Jr. If you're a CrossFit Inc., how do you handle this? What do you do with Roman's score? knowing that the, his monitor was touched regardless if it helped or not. It's that Brian saying it's CrossFit's issue. Let's say they, they want, they come to you, they consult you. Well, if you uh, go JR, back to what the paper actually are, here's says, $500. We need 30 minutes of your time. Uh, what, what should we do with Roman score? Well, if you go back to what the movement standards actually says, it, it does not specifically say the screen cannot be turned on by the judge. It just says assistance with any equipment. And I think Pat's right on when he says, you know, if isn't that's turning the screen on assistance. It is sure okay. it is, but um, the people who wrote those rules or when the workout was decided upon to be released, that may have never even come come into play. Like, well, what if the judge wants to turn it on? Well, yeah, that's fine. They can turn it on for him. We don't need to put that in there. You know what I mean? It said no, but uh, I'm not sure if I'm understanding you. What it says in there is, is don't touch. You're not. No one's allowed to help any of the athletes unless specified. So if it said, it should say in there. Yes, you can check the collars for the athlete. Yes, you can chalk the bar. Yes, you can turn on the rower. And since it doesn't, it's just a pretty explicit. Don't fucking touch anything. That's the way I read it. So your judge isn't allowed to hold a piece of chalk, and when you come over for the rings, they can't no. hand you the chalk. No, and hand it back to you, and then no. Nothing. I mean, that's how I see you. You don't agree with that? Uh, I think it's a lot different in like Gretel or Ingrid when someone's settling your bar for you versus pressing a button on a monitor. But unless yeah, I agree, stated, I totally may not receive. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I'm that, just going by the letter of the law. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, don't want to stay on this too I long. I want my $500 back. I don't feel like JR, uh, I, uh, uh, JR uh, this is Justin Berg. I want my money back. Uh, you didn't answer. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit much ado about nothing because I'm sure that oh. there, there are thousands, spent 27 minutes on thousands of people who had their monitor turned on. Oh, really? Time. That's common? That was common? 
but there's only one position on the leaderboard that gets paid out money for, for the workout and it's the top spot. Uh, okay. Um, Brian, do you want to weigh in? I mean, I guess if Vellner would have had his coach to turn on the, uh, the, what, I mean, honestly, what usually happens in these situations is an inconsistent application of the rules because there's only one spot that pays out the money. They're usually, they always review the top video. And a lot of times the top video gets a penalty when we know that there are thousands of others that did the same thing. They will not get a penalty. Um, I think that, per, you know, per the letter of the law, they could get, they could give him a minor penalty. They would take him from first to fourth in this workout or something like that. It would bump Cole Greasehaber to be the winner of the workout then, though, not Pat Vellner, because they're not going to credit Pat Vellner any reps for his rower not turning on. Why? Uh, uh, Greasehaber fell in between them? Yeah, he had the same reps as Pat, but a better tie break time by a few seconds. Holy cow. Uh, and, and tell uh, and me, what is the tie break? What would, is the, uh, it's the time ahead. then you finish your power cleans in the first round. <laughs> and I would okay. love if they if that actually did happen because I want to see Cole's video. And they always show the top score. Oh, okay. And Cole's a very private guy and probably won't release it otherwise. Uh, mind blender, bl- mind blenderify nine ninety nine seven one. Will you give us a candid first hand first hand account of what happened to CrossFit HQ in two thousand eighteen sometime, specifically in regard to the HQ firings and how that impacted open participation decline from then on? I've done some pretty wild shows on that. You have to dig back. I mean, I'm sure I'll do it again someday, but I've done some pretty uh, gnarly talks on that and thanks for bringing up a happy moment in my life for me i mean thank you for the money okay um so let me go th- hey, i've got one more thing though please on this. please please i think it's also, uh, okay you might get your money back if it's i good. think it's also important to make this clear there are no perennial semifinalists or games athletes that are told to do anything but never touch the monitor Repeat that again. I didn't understand that. Repeat that again. Every in-person competition Mm -hmm. that uses any kind of concept two machine, especially they're told never to, never to touch the monitor that the judge will always do it for you. Mm -hmm. So to turn that off or to even think about that, you know, is tough. And I mean, Pat is, (laughs) Pat's one of the few guys like, Hey, Hey, let's, let's read the rules thoroughly. Okay, cool. Don't, don't touch my monitor. You're not allowed to. And then he goes over and, he he did state that he goes over and tries to turn it on. It just doesn't wake up. And I mean, the fact that he had the wherewithal to do that and think ahead and be like, okay, I know it's going to take a second for this to wake up. By the fact, by the time I'm done with it, I'll be back over and it'll be on and I can start my my row. Uh, some great. Uh, Jr. is speaking. Um, uh, get with the programming facts. Uh, Patrick Clark. Uh, Jr. is correct. Uh, Mike fifty two forty. Mike drop from Jr. Uh, August J. Hail Jr. My God. Mar- Get a fucking room. Mike drop for Mark Hutchinson. He just texted me on the side and said, "Hey, dude, make sure everyone knows this." <laughs> yeah, Mark. Okay, good stuff. Okay, I Mark like Hutchinson good stuff. Is sitting ahead of Jr. on the leaderboard. Uh, Far fitter. Is he old dude like you? Same masters. He, he's just re- us. recently moved up into that division. Yeah. Um. Uh, August J. Damn. Jr.'s voice just cut my butter. That's good. Uh, Shay Dance. Uh, we love Jr. Who doesn't? Oh God. Too much love for Jr. Uh, uh, Emma Lawson. Um. When asked, she said not only did she check her weights, but she brought them from home. She brought to her where? weights from home to wherever she did the workout. Uh. What, uh, how, um, how did, how did her boyfriend do? How did Jack, Mr. Farlow do? He did all right. Not, not great. Okay. 
Um, I watched the uh, review of it by um, two Mayhem athletes, Victor Campos and some guy named Justin. Victoria uh, a, Campos. Uh, what did I call her? Victor. <laughs> I need more coffee. Uh, Victoria. Yeah, I'm reading from my notes. It says Victor. Fire the guy who wrote my notes. Uh, they, you could, I guess they're going to do this for all the open workouts where you can watch two athletes uh, review. Some guy named Justin, who's a tactical games athlete, um, also gives us his uh, his, his input. Um, Victoria Campos got two muscle ups in 2014 when she did this workout. How'd she do this time? Honestly, I, I have her on the list of un, unimpressive performances. Now, she was obviously a lot better than she was 10 years ago. She got 225 reps, good for 124th in the world. That's 25 calories on the row after completing all of the muscle-ups. But as a person who's, you know, in my opinion, is uh, the fittest in South America. And this workout, by the way, um, I don't really think you even need two other workouts for the elite. This workout should be enough to just just to determine who needs to go on to the next round, no matter how many you want to take. This is a really well-balanced test, I think. Um, wow, JR, that's huge what he's saying. He's saying that this is the one. Like to cut to quarters? Yeah, I would say it, it's a it it on its own is the best reflection of uh, of fitness that you'll get from any singular open workout. Definitely this year and maybe any year. Yeah, we'll see. There's still two more weeks to go, and although some people think that we're not going to have like a strength in quotation marks tested, there's nothing to say that there might not be one of those gated ladders, which I think is like probably the most well programmed open workouts ever the one that was repeated with ascending squat cleans, toes to bar and double unders. And if something like that is programmed, then I would push back against you and say, no, I think this one was better, but the chances of that happening are, are pretty slim. And I think to Brian's point, if you want to just weed out um, to the top 10%, I, yeah, I, I would say this one is pretty good. There's going to be some people that sneak by. That, well, I don't that, actually, that, I, I actually didn't mean that for the top 10%. I think oh. for the top 10%. Oh, that's what I thought you meant. No, I think for the top, I think for the elite athletes, this is a great test and that you can learn a lot just by where people fall on this workout. Now, what you cannot learn is how much effort people put into the workout or what stage in a training cycle they're in, or if maybe they're just getting back into doing, you know, high intensity Metcons. But if, if we assume that everyone was putting forth their best effort, like Adrian Bosman assumes, then I think this test would be a very good reflection of who are the best, oh, oh. the fittest people in the world. Oh, that, However, that, but that is what Jared top, just said, to move no, on. No, no, not 10%. for the top 10%, because for the top 10%, it's just a muscle-up test. Because at the cut line, especially for men, between, for example, I got five ring muscle-ups, and I'm in 84th percentile. But if I had gotten 15 ring muscle-ups, I would be in 6th percentile. So the difference, it's just a muscle-up test. Everyone's getting through the cleans at some point. I think there's something like 12,000 men that had a slower tie break time than me, but they were better at ring muscle-ups. So I fall way behind them because I'm not very good at ring muscle-ups. So for the top 10%, there are other things that can still be tested to round out the picture because, in, in my opinion, for that group of people, it was a very specific test. But for yes. the elite, you got an, a really good blend of stuff that favors tall, heavy athletes, stuff that favors light athletes. You got to be able to cycle a barbell. You got to be able to do a high-skill gymnastics, and you have to be able to do it over one of the you know most all-inclusive time domains, that 10 to 15-minute time domain, where sometimes open workouts are 20 minutes, sometimes they're five. This one's 14 for everyone. So I really like it as a, as a, as a first picture of who's in good shape right now in terms of the elite athletes. Uh, yeah, I think Brian neat. is saying like subjectively, if you want to say you are elite or you're not elite, you take this workout and you say, okay, if you're a male and you scored at least 280, 
you can say that you're an elite CrossFitter. And if you're a female and you scored whatever, 230, you can say you're an elite CrossFitter. Not necessarily that you belong moving on to the next round or not, just that like this is what an elite score is. Uh, I, I'm going to show you guys a video that ties in right here with what Brian was saying about uh, the muscle-ups. I'm going to tell you what I think I heard Brian say, and then we're going to play this clip. Uh, we're going to start it at 7.56. It's uh, Mayhem Athletes uh, versus 23.1. What Brian was saying is that the muscle-ups are uh, a, a really important part of the workout decided for people in the uh, who are the top 10% fittest in the world. But here we're going to hear what Rich says about where the workout is won or lost if you're the best in the world. And what I think he's referring to is the top 80, uh, 40 men and 40 women in the world. But, but we'll t- discuss that. So oh, you guys think at home while you listen to this, what part of the workout do you think Rich thinks is the most important part of the workout if you're the most elite in the world? Action. But I don't want to do the same movement two days in a row. I think just about 30, 20, 20, no? I think like 20 drop down 15, 8, 7, something like that, or 15, 15 if you feel mm-hmm. good, I wouldn't go a big chunk because then, like, you're going to get back to the row, mm-hmm. so try to minimize damage yeah. between the middle because you can smash this, yeah. especially it's the like second time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And that's what the for, – for top athletes, the whole workout is the yeah. second row. And you're so such a good on machines, just cruise through that middle stuff and hammer it. I'll ring my five three times good. I think three times. See it, feel it out. Like you might get in there and be like five, 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 six, six, four, four. Mm-hmm. Just see how you feel. Don't don't go into it with a plan, and then when it falls apart, you feel like scrambling. Yeah, yeah, Just by feel, by okay. feel. Make sense. Always work in the open. Bam. Smaller sets. Always. Uh, thank you. Uh, by the way. Um, <laughs> Uh, Scott over there, I, I had gave Scott a call this afternoon and asked him if it was okay if I use footage, if I do more, show more than seven seconds, if he'll report me. He said we would never do that. And I want to say thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, so uh, what, what do you think about that? Fronin is saying this is won or lost wow. on the road uh, by the best guys in the world. You guys agree? Well, first of all, Roman goes on to do his first set of toes to bar 30, 10, 10, just completely ignores what Rich told. (laughs) (laughs) But I also like this, uh, like what Jesse is saying, uh, Rich always goes by feel. Right. Um, And then I I watched, you know, Roman's video pretty closely. His first row split was 214, which is not super aggressive. And I saw that there was someone in the comments that said, Noah Olson said, you can lose the workout on the row. That's the first row. You can lose it on the first row. Roman could do that. 60 calories under two minutes easy but he doesn't have any need to he's basically coasting in at 18 or 1900 calories an hour 214 in the second round 234 and that's from the time he gets on the rower Uh, there was like a 10 second transition to cross the space that he needed to cross that's not that much slower in the second round he's pulling 1300 to 1400 i think at that at that pace and that probably is uh you know 10 to 30 seconds faster than most of the other men that are finishing this row is that what velner did too were, were his were his i didn't, uh, I didn't uh, write down velner's splits um you, you did say something i think it was you who said something posted somewhere that basically roman if if, if you gave, gave 99 percent of the world's population just one of those movements and said try to beat roman's time you can't what we were talking about is Roman's tie break is 649. So when he got done with the 30 power cleans, his time was 649. If you compare that to most of the other top 10, top 20 worldwide scores, that's like 30 or 40 
or maybe 50 seconds faster getting to that point of the workout. Mm. And the question I posed to people was, Hey, if you just had to do 60, 50, 40, 30, four time, how fast do you think you could do it? Just one time through it's over at the cleans. So you go touch and go, you crush the row, whatever, huge sets on the toaster bar. And people are like, I don't know, like seven minutes. <laughs> and these are like really fit people that I'm asking. And I'm like, okay, Roman still would have beaten you. And he still had, he still had half the workout. He still had half of the time domain at that point to still work. And just, uh, for example, Rich and Angela were 50th best in the world, and their split times for the same work was 7.58 and 8.02, so a minute 10 slower. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I, I did hear also in that video, um, this was interesting about giving the open, um, making it worth something. I don't know if it was tongue-in-cheek, but Rich told Angela the winner of the um, open will be the team captain. <laughs> I love it. Of the Mayhem team. Yeah, that is pretty cool. That's some big scores. I mean, they're number one currently right now, in, at least in North America East. How are they in the world? Are they number one in the world also? Number two? Independence? I haven't looked at the team stuff. They're really, really high. I did look at every other division. Uh, something else. I mean, this is just a, a nuance here, but the kind of shit that I would never think of is uh, Rich said, hey, the clock has to count up. And, that, and it's like things like that. If someone made the That's clock count down. specifically in the rules. It actually says... Do not use a, a timer. Do not use a countdown timer. And that is bold. It's, and right. that's always in there. They have yeah. That's good. I mean, you, you, need, you need that to get accurate split times, right? Or else you end up doing fucking math the whole time. Yeah, they're number one in the world. So, uh, I, I got this from, um, I don't know if we want to bring this card up right now, but this was a graphic that Brian made that showed me. And it was the finishes that, uh, Pat Vellner's had the last three years in the open versus Roman. And uh, I'll let Brian present this. This is pretty cool shit he put up here. Yeah. So uh, from the top down, you have the 2022 open, 2021 and 2020 open. And as you see, anything that's in green is Vellner beating Roman. I should have put actually something in uh, on Roman's weightlifting there in the 21.4. I should have color coded that. So the only workout that he's beat him in, in the last three years in the open was on the weightlifting complex at the end of 21.4. I just happen to know from talking to Pat that he missed the jerk at 315 and he was like, it doesn't matter at that point. I'm just going to move whatever. I'm not going to try to go for it again. Anyways, it's a weightlifting movement. Roman might beat Pat on that anyway, if they, you know, but (laughs) Pat just dominates him in the open in general. He also dominates a lot of people in the open, as you see by his finishes, first 20th, 69th, not that great. But the two things that stood out, Roman beat him on this workout for, you know, we already talked about that for a long time. And you look at 22.1, they tied on that workout 401st in the world. And I think that says more about the workout than those guys. Hey, uh, they they might be two of the most interesting guys in the open to watch. They might be more exciting. I mean, without them, the open might just be like, eh. they they make the open kind of matter. At least at this point, week one. You know, this uh, upcoming open announcement, which is the reason I pulled all this information, is because they're going head to head in New Jersey for twenty three point two. No is, shit, this Thursday it's those two. Yeah, yep. that's why I pulled this stuff. It just so oh. happens that they also had that you know controversial thing in twenty three point one, so it all le- leads in really nicely to this matchup. But either way, like you said, this is they're always going to be entertaining to watch, and going head to head is really cool. You know. Um, and even though Roman feels like this new age generation, like he's 28 years old, he's, you know, that's like 
prime prime of the career and Vellner's I think four or five years older than that. So it's not like this is like a 23 up and coming guy versus a 33 on his way out. Like then they're both still very good. Uh, Katie Gannon, uh, Brian sleeping with Vellner. Never. No, no, what do you mean? Never. He'd sleep with them. Yeah. When we get to the possible workout predictions of what we think is coming up, it'll be even more interesting because a lot of the open announcements that Pat has already done have featured very similar movements ironically uh oh yeah we need to get to that in this show right that's what this show is supposed to be about it's not supposed to be we're still looking backwards we're gonna look for we are gonna look forward okay oh let me get a couple more things here uh we talked about victoria campos i had to correct brian called her victor uh mal was in the third grade when this workout come uh came out <laughs> nine years old crazy i want to emphasize again that buttery bros video i mean if you if you have any doubts that Mal's gonna come in full power uh, watch that video. She seems solid as a rock. Yeah, but the, you know, <clears throat> do you have any doubts that Laura's not? No, I don't. I don't. But, but I, I no, I don't. I, I mean, don't. I'm I'm ex- I am expecting the best version of both of them that we've ever seen this year. Yeah. The question and, and, is, and, is, which one's going to which version is going to be good enough to win? Yeah, and and there, uh, I'm not sleeping on Emma Carey or Emma Lawson or none of them. But I'm just saying, like, I, I don't feel like I get to see much of Mal. She's one of the few girls that I haven't talked to. And I was just like, I, I don't, I don't, because she hasn't been on the show, I don't want to like her. But I was like, I, I, she's amazing. She's, she looked flawless. Uh, Rich's first open just for uh, shits and giggles to share with you guys was 2011. <laughs> well, that was everyone's first open. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. And oh, perfect. Good point. Uh, and I, I want to show you this video. If you could go back to that video, um, this has nothing to do with the show, but I just thought it was something worth noting. If you go to one thirty, uh, I, I didn't watch the open. Did you guys watch the open live last time? I'm oh, running out of time. Let's go to a video that has nothing to do with the show. This is well. Look at this guy here uh, with the neon yellow in his shirt and his hand in his right pocket. What the fuck is that guy doing in his pocket? Oh, come on. You're not Dave Castro. Hold on. Keep watching. Uh, Keep watching. 23.1 is. Listen, guys. Listen. Cheaper. Listen. People have been accused of doing stuff with far less evidence. <laughs> oh, my. I mean, that is just cra- unsporty. Beth, thank you. He's playing pocket pool. Oh, my God. Uh, bury my cock in her. He's jerking off. I mean, I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but easy, buddy. He's um, okay. So we got that in there. Um, uh, just on note, uh, you know, Andrew Hiller seems to think that J.R. Howell might be the best coach in all of CrossFit, but I would like to give a nod to Jake Lockert, who programmed this workout two weeks ago at CrossFit Mayhem. That's cool. And uh, the other thing I learned in that video is, is that Rich Froning doesn't own a laptop, which is like, I don't even understand that. Okay. Uh, my part of the show is done. And here we go. We, we look forward is to uh, 20, 23.2. Uh, well, well for, first, first for, uh, before we get 23.2, there's some other graphics. Can we pull up some of those other graphics? Uh, most impressed, least impressed. Can we some pull of those up cards? the... Uh... Winners of every division. Okay. Yeah, I don't. What's crazy is I don't even know those people, and they're the winners of their divisions. Well, it's. I mean, obviously, 
Well, one of the and one of the things I wanted to do with this show is to just talk about some of the stuff that not everyone talks about. So here's the men. These are the the winner of every division for the men, and it also shows the number of registrations in their division roughly, mm, mm. and then the top score, and then the second best score. And I wanted to put the second best score just in case there was like a super outlier. For example, in the fifty to fifty four men, only one guy got back to the rower is Julio Silvino. He got fourteen cows. Pretty impressive. Um, relative to his division. And then in the 65 plus division, the second best guy only managed three muscle-ups, but this guy, Maurice Fierro finished all the muscle-ups and got back to the for 10 calories. Pretty cool. Wow. Uh, we're going to need to see his birth certificate. The thing on the far right is the percentage that goes to the games. So every division age group, 14 to 15, all the way through 65 plus gets 10 athletes to the games. However, look at the registration numbers. This to me is one of the most uh, embarrassing things that CrossFit has done, especially when you put it in contrast with what they do with the adaptive divisions, which is they only, if you, we have the adaptive division results also for men, which we could pull up here. And in the adaptive divisions, um, they get representation at the games based on the registration numbers. And there's only three divisions that the CrossFit thinks have enough registration numbers to get a chance to compete at the CrossFit games. Those are the three in the top. And as you see, they have the most registrations, all being over 100 with lower extremity being over 200. These are the winners of those divisions. And in this case, there were some massive outliers relative to second place, as you see. But um, for the- Wait a second, 25% of the- Look at the short stature one. That would be theoretical. So in the purple is theoretical if they were to get representation at the games. Oh, 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 oh. There's only 20 registers, so they so it's justifiable in CrossFit to say, well, there's only 20 guys in your division. We can't really justify bringing five of you to the games. I had no idea CrossFit had a midget division. Is that is that new? Well, because they don't, you never will see them live because their entire competition takes place online. So the the, the, <sighs> the pinnacle of their season is semifinals for everyone else. How tall do you have to be for that? I'm not 100 percent sure, and they. Um, but yes, it's not it's not the first year they've had the division. Anyway, okay. if you go back to the men's division. Wait, wait, wait. I want to see something. So how many people from lower extremity get to go to the games? Five. So that's a lot. That's good. Why are you saying that's embarrassing? That's a shitload. If no, only no, no. ten, if only ten guys sixty-five and over get to go and they have fifteen hundred and fifty, the lower extremity people are getting stoked by five. Because they have they I have one I think it's seventh fine. Or, okay. the lower extremity get five. Mm-hmm. I think it's fine that the sixty-five plus get ten. What I think is a travesty is that a 35 to 39 only get 10. Oh, okay. So if we go back to that division, and if you go and scroll through the the 35 to 39 men's leaderboard, at spots like I was, there was people that I still recognized and like notable guys I still recognize in the hundreds. It's just stacked. That division is insanely good and it's only getting better every year. They have 35,000 people who sign up for the opening. You give them 10 spots to the games. It's a joke, in my opinion, that the 35 to 39, 40 to 44 divisions at least do not get 20 spots at the games. And I made this just to show you graphically and and with some numbers why I think that they should What would you like to see it at? What would you like to see the 35 to 39? At least 20. I think you could justify 30 for that division. They're that good. I think, and and I think it's that entertaining, but I think 20 is fine. And I think 20 is fine for 40 to 45. Let, oh, is that the 30? I mean, look, okay. Yeah. No, I don't know who Eric Carmody is or Will Kane. Okay. Eric, Eric Carmody, multi-time games athlete on teams. He's going team again this year. Holy Van- shit, JR, you're eighth? Yeah. I wouldn't know who JR was if he wasn't on the show. All of these guys are good. I could tell you something about pretty much every guy in the top, probably 20 to 30 here. 
I've only known like four of those guys in the top ten. I know Jordan. You know Scott Panchik, Jordan Troyan. I don't. I'm not sure if I know who Julian Lopez is. Adam Mancy and and Johan. I think that's pronounced Julian. By the way, not to be a dick, but okay, he's from France, so maybe. Jason Smith, you know Brian Wong won this. He won this division last year. He's 14th on this workout. Wait a second. Let me see that guy's picture. That guy's not a fucking Wong. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you that right now. All right, keep uh, Ivan Verdun. I don't know who any of these. Anyway, guys we don't need are. to spend too much time here, but just thought it would. Oh, Papadopoulos, it, I know who I that think, is, and I do actually think that there's a chance that CrossFit will make this change once they leave Madison, and that they will, like they do at the adaptive divisions, um, give spots a little bit more based on representation because it's clearly out of balance right now. Wong was on the show before. Brian Wong, I mean, he was. Arguably one of the most impressive masters athletes last season. Won the games. Won the did he win the ma- he won the masters fitness collective? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he did the legends or not. Hey, um, I I would I would take those short stature dudes and I would parade those fuckers out into the into the coliseum for a final event. That would be awesome. <clears throat> and I would do it. Oh my god! Wouldn't you guys love to see that? Those dudes just throw down. It'd be crazy. I've never seen. Have you ever seen a sporting event with a uh, short stature dudes? Is that the way you're supposed to call them? I've never seen one, ever. Yeah, I actually went to Wheelwad last year. Um, I have an adaptive athlete, Noel Henderson, that was just one spot out of missing the games last year, and she was like, "Hey, I'm competing at Wheelwad. It's a big adaptive competition, and uh, they had a short stature division there, and all the other divisions. It was it was an incredible." There are, yeah, there are other other events besides the CrossFit Games that have a, a much more diverse uh, representation of the entire adaptive community. Barcelona in Spain does a great job. Uh, Wadapalooza has for a long time had many adaptive divisions there. Real Wad is a good one too. Hey, that um, someone I don't know where it is. Someone wrote in the com- oh, the place would erupt. It w- I'm telling you, those like those dudes would be cr- those dudes. People would love that. Hey, another thing that people would love too is um uh some one arm like powerlifting shit like that shit uh, Logan Aldridge does. JR, are, that... you, are you really leaving in six minutes? Oh shit. Okay. Sorry, JR. Okay, here we go. Thank you. Thank Don't you. ask me anything for are the you... next six minutes. Just ask JR. I can stick around if you are want. Are you just are you just threatening me? Okay. Uh um JR, uh, are you really leaving in six minutes, JR? I can stick around for a few more. Okay. Let's pull can we pull up some of those other cards uh that we had, some of those slides? Let's look at the most uh impressive really quick. Let's go through those. You got a ton of stuff you're dying to get off your chest about next week, Jer? No. Okay. Uh Victor Hoffer, Bill Leahy, Taylor Wade, Ludwig Hansen, Rich Froning, uh Bronislaw Olin Kawiz, Rob Forte, uh James Howell, uh these make Brian Friend's most impressive performances for twenty three point one, and um, just for and for a variety of reasons. Like Victor's only nineteen years old. I think he's up and comer. Uh, unquestionably, he's up and comer in in Europe. I just don't know how fast he can be as good as he needs to to make it. If we eventually get to this this slide that shows how screwed over Europe is getting this season, then you can see why. But very impressive performance to him to start off the open. Bill Leahy and Ludwig Hansen are probably the two that I really took note of here because we haven't seen anything from them after extremely impressive semifinal performances last year. I think probably more people noticed Bill than Ludwig um, just because of where he competed, who he competed against, and the fact that he had a world record in the um, 
Lagos Rope Climb Shuttle Run event. But both of those guys caught me off guard, meaning I didn't know them before. I t- immediately took note of them after semifinals. Haven't seen anything this offseason. Very good start to the Open. So those are two names I would be on the lookout as potential dark horse picks to get the last spot, last couple spots in their semifinals to the games this year, actually. Uh, is Rob Forte, uh, is he is he in Masters? Yeah, yeah, he is. He was he's on that. He was a, okay, yeah, he was on that list with with Jr. and um, four of these, uh, three of these guys are masters. But and is Jr. on there just because he's your friend or because uh, yes, really good? Yes, yes. He needs to be. He needs to be removed. <laughs> Jr., what do you think? Twenty three. Uh, calm down, Anthony. Calm down. We're almost there. Uh, let's look at the most impressive women. Thank you, Brian, for a summation of that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jr. No, don't be sorry. Fuck him. Don't let him intimidate you. <laughs> Just because his beard will be longer than yours in the next 10 minutes. Uh, Emma yeah. Carey, Sam Briggs won it last uh, in 2014. Lori, uh, Lori Clement, Helena Collins, Jessica Schwartz. Oh, I think she was on one of my um, fantasy fitness league teams. I thought I, 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 so. I picked her because she was a Jew. No, I did. Oh, okay. Uh, China Cho. Wow, I haven't heard that name in a while. And Lucy McGonigal. She's 16. Oh, that's a great name, McGonagall. God, there I was someone else. Trista so Smith is also uh, young and and um, actually did better than Lucy on this workout. But uh, yeah, I mean, Emma Carey, obviously impressive. I put her on the list because I didn't know how good she would do on on, on this. But rem- don't forget that two years ago, she was phenomenal in the open. I mean, she's one of she is like we should expect her to be in the top five on pretty much any open workout that comes up. Sam Briggs, <laughs> Lori Clement is also a Masters athlete. 35 to 39, and she was fourth place worldwide in the Open last year. Has another amazing performance here. Helena Collins is 34. Uh, I didn't even know China Cho. Like, I don't even think she's really competing anymore. She finished top 100 in the world. Like, it's just insane. Uh, I put Jessica Schwartz on the list because I don't know what you're talking about if you actually did draft her on the fantasy. I did. I did. I did. I did. I did. Mm. On one of the first fantasy fitness league things we did. You remember that, Jared? Not on the t- when I was on JR's team. Yeah, I remember. Anyway, Thank she you. competed in uh, four different regionals in the 2015 through 18, I think, in the Central. She didn't really do that great there. I haven't seen a ton from her since then, but this is a really good performance. I think she's coming back. She's 25 years old now, so she could be a sneaky name to watch also. So Lori Kement is the games right champ. She won the Masters, right? Did she win it last year? She was the one I was criticizing, I think, that should have gone to uh, Wadapalooza and got the money. Hmm... No, it's like, come on, girl. I don't want to say she won the 35 to 39. Uh, good stuff. Brian uh, was definitely uh, impressed with trying to show badass. And of course, Briggs, what a couple of beasts. I know Briggs that is maybe we should get Briggs back on the show. She did not. She didn't definitely did not win the game. She didn't even make the games last year. She did great in the open. I don't think who, who won. Who won females last year? Amelia Lepinen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amelia. Sorry. You're, you're the one I was mad at Amelia. And then Whitney Galan, I think, the year before. How did Jamie Latimer do? What? How did she's, Jamie... on the first, she's on the first page, I think. Oh, she is? All right. She listens to the show. She's come on a few times. Uh, what about Dan Bailey? Just kidding. Uh, okay. Uh, least impressive. Who, who, let's stomp on some people's uh, shit. No, these right are all now. relative, by the way. Yeah. You know, there's, still, there's still some really good scores here. But basically, I was oh, thinking that Saxon, breaks my heart. I like those guys. I know, but those top three guys, and possibly even Nick Matthew, if you told me they were four of the top ten in the world on this workout, I would have said, "Yeah, I believe that." 
and look at where they're finishing. It's surprising. Uh, like I said earlier, we have no idea what their fitness level is at. I don't know how much effort they put into it. They just could have just woken up one morning and done it, got on with their training and not cared. I'm not sure. I just was expecting, and especially Saxon. I mean, this guy is like, he's just like, mark him down as a top five open finish every year. 77th on this workout. There's not, I mean, he's one of the best in the world at ring muscle ups and there's nothing else in here. He shouldn't be good at. Um, so I was surprised. And basically you could say the same for every one of these guys. I mean, we're talking about from Saxon all the way down this list to Chandler Smith, every one of those guys, you're expecting to be top 20 in the world. Like, like realistically could be top 20 in the world at the games this year. And they're finishing some of them outside of the top 200 on a workout that should be a, like a pretty much a slam dunk. If you're one of the top 20 fittest in the world. I, um, there's one guy on there I've never even heard of, and it's probably a compliment that he made it on the list that you even know who he is. Do you know who I'm Bailey talking about? Bailey Martin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How'd you know? I have no <laughs> fucking idea who that is. He was really impressive last year with Torian Pro. At Torian Pro. And I'm, I, he's like this guy, like, I, you know, but sometimes, sometimes I say this some people have all the tools, and for whatever <laughs> reason, they just can't put it together. And it's like everything I know about this guy that he had one problem at semifinals last year, or maybe he had two. But I think it was a ring muscle-ups. And if that was a problem again this year, and he's a young kid and he's struggling to learn that, especially you know, like to, to get, not to learn it, but to become proficient at it, to compete with the top guys, it's going to be ever be hard. It's always going to be hard for him to make it. So I was hoping he'd do better on this than he did. He's pretty stoked. Baden's gone, I guess, right? Isn't Baden an Australian? Yeah. And Royce is not competing on a team this year, or he's competing on a team this year, not individual. So there is a little bit of uh, opportunity in, in Oceania. But there are some other guys there that he's going to have to beat that are coming that are very good that did also did pretty well on this workout. Did did Scott beat his brothers in this workout? No, uh, he he no. Uh, okay, um, uh, unimpressive performances by women. Nothing to say about Madeiras, right? Like, hey, it's the champ. Like, just shut, like we have nothing to say. He's the champ. Uh, I don't know. I did. I I don't have the data in front of me now, but I did an article about his open performance the year before he won the games and it was pretty bad relative to other games champions but the next year he did pretty well in the open so you know i would like i like like if matt fraser showed up and got 75th in the world on a workout like this the world would be going crazy that's that would never happen is that true what he just said is that what it's true we we have different expectations from uh, madaris versus uh fraser if you're the game's champion, you should be not be finishing 75th on this workout. You should be able to, I mean, look, Rich Froning rolled out of bed, wasn't planning to do the workout and beat him <laughs> on this. It's embarrassingly bad for someone who's won the games twice in a row. Now, like oh. I said, there could be a ton of other stuff going on that we don't know about, but uh, I would, would think that on any yeah, given I'm, day, he should be able to get 290 reps. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different things. I mean, maybe he's had a small shoulder tweak and he hasn't done ring muscle-ups since, uh, since Rogue. Maybe um, on Wednesday in his training, he did 30 strict and 50 kipping ring muscle-ups because he was like, ah, first week in the open, there's no way that they'll have muscle-ups. <laughs> you know, we, we don't know anything like that. If that was the case, he has four days to do it, and you can wait six days after it to do it again on Monday. And he should be able to do it on Monday morning and get 290 reps. But then, uh, you're, but then you're factoring in ego and not just that it's just mm-hmm. another training piece. Like, does he need to wait a couple more days and throw his training off just to make sure that his score is respectable to the to the average population? Uh, w- w- did did Brian have that wrong? Is Justin twenty fourth? 
Oh, I made these earlier today. There's oh, okay. the, the scores are not final. Those are all unofficial okay. based on when I made them earlier today. There's uh, I don't think that even validations are due until sometime tomorrow. So the leaderboard won't be finalized today. Okay. Uh, Heidi says, I agree, Brian. Do you want to come over and spend the night? Oh, yeah, that's nice. She knows she always has to come here. Okay. There you go. Your, your pillows are too hard. Uh, okay. Uh, women uh, who uh, have been a major disappointment. Not a major uh, disappointment. Just I'm surprised with where they finished on this workout. And again, you're looking at mostly names that you recognize here. I would have thought Emma McQuaid could be top 10 on this workout. She, you know, so to finish outside the top 100, bit surprising. Daniel Brandon, you know, that's someone that people are talking about could potentially podium at the games this year. Some people even think she's an outside chance to win the games this year. 71st on this workout's not that great. And then, you know, you just go on down the line. We talked about Victoria earlier. You know, she's basically the fittest in South America right now. I'd like to see the fittest in South America be able to finish probably inside the top 50 on a workout like this. Chloe Wilson's the one that's maybe most interesting to me here. When I put out my power rankings, I had her 48th, and I got several people message me saying she's way better than that. She's going to make the games this year. And like I've been saying throughout this entire show, if if you're good enough to make the games and to compete at the games, you should be able to finish inside the top 50 on this workout pretty handily. What would you say if... Yeah, especially for the female uh, elite, it generally becomes more of just a ring muscle-up test and doesn't really have anything to do with the second row or anything else. What would you say if I told you that this muscle-up also is just a grip test and that like we see with legless rope climbs like we did last year at semifinals or just a very, very grip-specific test that sometimes there are outliers that just don't perform based on that one uh, energy system? Yeah, and I would say that in that case, this list, you could delineate certain things. Like if you're Amanda Barnhart at this point, who is making a content, you like you got upset when Morning Chalk Up put out a 15th best woman in the world and you weren't on it because you've been inside the top 10 in the world uh, four straight years or something like that, your grip should be elite. And you shouldn't have grip as an issue. And you should be at this point. I mean, she, I mentioned something about Amanda a couple of weeks ago that she's putting out this thing on her Instagram. We're getting strong this off season. And I was like, why, why are you getting strong? You're already strong. You're one of the strongest. You need to be like shoring up the things that have been preventing you from making progress at the games field. The reason that you keep finishing in the same spot. And this is one of those examples, perhaps. Mm. Are you saying that, uh, JR, that this is a grip test? Uh, I think it definitely is for a lot of people. And even for some of the elites, I think that might be the thing that's holding them back when they get to the rings. It's more of just them hanging and just having so much blood there in their forearms and their biceps versus, you know, the transition or the dip actually being difficult. It's more just that they're so blown up from all the grip leading up to that point. And with this, this list in particular, on the flip side of Amanda Barnhart, you could look at someone like Ellie Turner. She's a lot newer in the sport. And I would say if her grip isn't up to elite standards, especially given her body type, then I could understand that. And then you have Elisa Fuliano, who's gymnast and you know generally does great on gymnastics workouts. She was very impressive at Wadapalooza. So like I said, it's not that any of these workouts or, or scores were bad. Obviously, they all got back to the rings or to the, the rower and got a variety of different calories. They just weren't what I would expect from someone who I have um, you know, a certain standard or level of expectation for in terms of their fitness in general on a test that I think should be very favorable to the fittest athletes. Uh, by the way, 
Uh, Jason Hopper is making the move to Vermont to train full full time. Sorry, Jr. Huh. Is, that, is that fact? True or false? Facts? I'm sure Jr. doesn't has not has no idea. Uh, yep. it's official, I'm, folks. Yeah, I've known about that for many months now. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing it with us. Uh, we believe it's just the next step, and we're stoked to see where it's taking. Well, it was nice knowing you, Hopper. Uh, I hope that you get more than the one obligatory video they make of you a year, and um, yeah. Uh, hey, going going uh, back to that, what we were talking about. Oh, did any women make it off the rower? Yes. Uh, Laura Horvath, Mal O'Brien, and Emma Carey. Wow. Maybe Jacqueline Dahlstrom. And, and I think I asked and that Jacqueline on the show. Dahlstrom. I think I asked that last week, and we didn't think any women would make it off the rower. Is that right? I don't know. I don't, know. I don't, I don't remember, remember that. that. Oh, okay. Oh, I wasn't on that show because that was been a show after it was announced. Oh, okay. Maybe I just made that up. I may have just made that up. Well, good. Uh, before we go to, if it's okay with JR, before we go to 23.2, can we show the athletes by continent in the top 100? That's a really good chart to look at. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you look confused. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I did see this. I didn't think anything. I thought this was good. I like this. I didn't think anyone's getting fucked. You're worried about Europe only getting half as many game spots, but they got just as many uh, people in the top 100. Is this for dudes or women right here? This is women. Okay. So this is athletes in the top 100 on this workout worldwide. Uh, and it's okay. obviously a super small sample size, but mm -hmm. I think it's actually better representation than the worldwide rankings. Um or at, at least as good, probably better representation. And remember, North America is split into two. So the European's competitive region has 41 in the top 100, 40%. Okay. North America East has 24. That's 25%. Okay. They get the same number as guaranteed spots, which is five. And then the North America West has 22 spots, the least amount. They also get five. So they have almost half as many or they have twice as many as the other as the North American competitive regions rounding, but they get half as many uh, spots as North America total. So what do you want to do? You want to give them a couple? You want to make it eight and seven? I want the I want the worldwide rankings to actually re re reflect the competitive field that we currently have. And it's yeah, but but if if I use that, I, I, I let me just play devil's advocate here for a second. With that logic, um, we we got to take Oceania down to one. I've already told you that I think every competitive region should be guaranteed one, guaranteed okay. one, and then earn the rest of them with I, a system that actually allows you to do that. I'd like to see the top. I, I, I see. Oh, yeah. I, okay. I, can't, I, I don't want to argue with you because you're right. But, but yeah, remember, this is one workout. Yeah. And even after a three-week open, we could put the same graphic up and see who finished where. And chances are people are going to say, well, this is three, this is three tests. This is not a test of overall fitness. Maybe they don't go super long. Maybe they don't have a lot of monostructural. Maybe they don't test strength in the way that we're typically used to seeing it tested like at a semifinals level. But I still think that, you know, I think Dave was really, really big in the past. And I know the Open was was five years almost all the way up until um, this last year that people used to say all the time, whoever whoever won the Open it was a really, really good indication of who might be in contention to win the games because for so long it was such a good uh, correlate. And there was the right amount of pressure on it. I do want to say this, though. This is why it's hard to argue with Brian because the top 100 is where the – that's where the um, 
was the strength of field. Is, is that what it is? Where it's taken from? It's taken from the top 100 people. Yeah, and, and how I mean, many like, of them? Did a, because I would like to see the top three. I'd like to see this redone, this chart with the top three hundred. But but I think well, I, think I it's hard them to, all manually, so it's kind of a pain. Yes. Yeah, I think it would be hard to. <laughs> but, oh, good job. But um, no one's publishing any of this shit. Well, why are you doing all of this? Where are you putting all this? Right here, for oh, now. Well, thank you. That might change soon. I don't know. But anyway, um, I did this, you know, we did this on the last show. I took my own personal power rankings. I took last year's quarterfinals and I took the worldwide rankings that they currently have. And, and this is very much in line with what the quarterfinals was last year in terms of the distribution. It's very similar. And I think, and I'll, I'll do it again next week. We'll look and see who's in the top 100 after two weeks, after three weeks. We'll do it after the quarterfinals. And I can almost guarantee because I've been studying this for five years and it's, it's been the same for five years that European women and now men, if we flip over to the men's one, it's just as close, if not closer, are just as good as the uh, top North American women and getting close on the men's side. But because we're using a system that never ref that reflects on something that has nothing to do with competition, it's going to be really difficult to impossible for them ever to earn spots in this system. I believe that CrossFit will have to change this after this year. Holy shit. Just, South America had, had more dudes than Oceana had in the top 100 in this workout. Yeah. And I would say this, that, in a, and I mean, it's, I, it might piss some people off, whatever, but South America regularly does very well on online tests. And that's the reason that they, uh, you're saying they're cheaters. Well, they had a lot of documentations of people cheating down there. Yes. Oh, okay. Like there's more, more historical uh, documentation. No, it's facts, documentations of that than others, especially relative to the amount of people doing it or like participating. But um, that's the reason that CrossFit will give that they can't put a lot of weight on the open in the quarterfinals is because it's impossible to monitor how many people are actually doing these things to the letter of the law. And as we've already seen through week one, that is also true. Got so I'm not saying that we should exclusively use the opening quarterfinals. I'm just saying they're actually a decent representation of the competitive landscape. I think a better representation than the worldwide rankings actually are. Jay Hartle gets most of his drugs from South America. Uh, Sevon, uh, don't you go and lose Brian for us. All right. Uh, Brian, fantastic graphics. Beautiful work. Thank you for your mm -hmm. contributions to the show. As always, you've outperformed JR 10 to 1. Okay. Uh, and anything, JR, don't go anywhere. Please. I mean, we need you for a couple more minutes. What, why do you always have to go, JR? What are you doing? You got to put kids to bed or you got to wake up at He's four? to sleep. It's 10, 15 there. He's got to run the gym. What time you got to wake up tomorrow? Uh, I'll be up about six. Oh, that's not bad. Me too. But it's three hours earlier here for me. That's correct. Okay. Uh, w uh, w w any other graphics before we really start picking JR's brain? Do you think that when the show goes late, JR, you become worse to it? Like doing your Nostradamus crystal ball shit? No, see what happens is I get... Contrary to what people may think, I'm really, really focused and into what we're talking about. So when I get done, I can't go to sleep. I've got to like wind down for an hour and then I'll fall asleep. Oh, like a like a like a, a cigar and a whiskey. Like um or, or, or like, like that a, guy was doing at the twenty three point one announcement in his podcast. Like an, like an <laughs> apple with peanut butter and honey in it. <laughs> Such a crossfitting <laughs> dork. I love it. Hey. Top two hundred in the world. It's not on accident. Uh that's that's pretty cool. Uh, that was always Greg always had uh, peanut butter and I cut apples in his fridge in the years I lived with him. That was like the nighttime snack. And uh, do you do berries and heavy cream? No, I can't frozen, do berry. Frozen berries and heavy cream, mm, so good. Okay. Um, 
Any, any, were there any other uh, graphics that we need to go over? There were beautiful graphics. I didn't want to miss any of those. The only other one I sent was just the notable athletes out for the season since the last time we did yes. the power rankings. So yes. Several people had asked me for that on Instagram, so I just put it together real quick. And there, there, I mean, there might be others. I'm not sure. But these are the ones that have announced that they won't be competing in the season. I know Christy did do the open workout, um, but she said that, that's, that she'll do the open and nothing else this year. So we'll see. And the rest of them will be out this year, mostly for injury um, or, I guess, Partial retirement would be the best. Cara Saunders, Haley Adams, Christy Aramo, Lucy Campbell, Sung Young Choi, and of the men, uh, Travis Mayer, Baden Brown, Cedric Lapointe, and uh, Dre Strom. Sevon, where did you uh, place? I didn't even come close to doing the workout, or never even thought more. I never even thought. But now once. that you know, there's a short stature division. Maybe you'll sign up next year. I'm not short. I'm not that short. I'd like oh. to, but I'm not that. I would be cheating for me. I still couldn't beat any of those dudes either. If they have a fucked up back division, I'll enter that. How come Katrin wasn't on your list? How did Katrin do? How did Miss Davies' daughter do? I never even thought about signing up, just so you know. How did Katrin do? Don't know. I don't know how she did. Probably should have been on there. Well, I'm guessing for the non-impressive since I didn't see her at all. How, come, how, did, how did Annie do? I watched Annie's video. How did she do? She did fine. She was 37th. Fine. Oh, Sarah, that's good. Sarah was pretty impressive, fifteenth. But we, you know, she often does very well in the open, and I have a feeling that she's going to have a good season. Oh, good! That would be awesome. You know, she she's a regular on the show, Sarah Sigmund's daughter. Always welcome. She's awesome. Uh, Matt Kramer, uh, we'll have to watch back later. This trio is fire. Thank you. Two dollars from Australia. Is that your <laughs> mom you're with? Is that a little kid and his mom? Thanks for showing the graphics, though, because that's what I spent my whole day doing. Dude, they're, they're so fucking great. Uh, okay, um, let's go uh, high from 30,000 feet. Uh, flight Wi-Fi is not strong enough to get video. Right, just It's just JR standing perfectly still. Okay, uh, 23.2, uh, one workout done, two workouts left. This is where Brian inserts, well, we don't know if it's two workouts because uh, they could always – Two weeks remaining. Two weeks, yes. Uh JR, uh, Mr. Howell from CrossFit Crash, uh, tell us uh, what are you thinking for uh, week two? What are some of your thoughts? Um, I think that for a lot of people, like well over 90% of the CrossFit community that did this workout, it was limited by a skill, maybe by the chunk of 50 toes to bar. It was limited by um, the ability to do ring muscle up. So by the time you got there, you really weren't in a lot of pain. You were just in a lot of frustration. So I think this week is going to be simple, brutal discomfort, start to finish. I'm thinking maybe on the shorter side, like seven to nine minutes. And then I think we might do something long on the last week just to kind of change it up a little bit. But I think it's going to be something really simple. I think jumping over something, whether it's a line, whether it's a dumbbell, whether it's a box, and then possibly like, I think it could be something like burpee bop jump overs and shuttle runs, just something awful. What, uh, and no machines this week. Well, uh, the, the only machine, the only machine on the equipment list was the rower. So there won't be any machines. Um, but yeah, I think, I think bounding is a good possibility, whether it's with a jump rope, whether it's over a box, whether it's over a bar or a dumbbell. Um, I think that, just having a gas. Do you think we'll see uh, outside of a bar facing burpee that has a bar on the ground? Do you think we'll see a barbell at all this week? No. Yeah, I don't. Think so. I don't think we're going to see anything loaded. I think it's going to be 
I think there's not going to be any weightlifting movements. No kettlebell, no dumbbell, no barbell. JR, why not with that workout? Isn't there some workout where like you do some thrusters and then and then you get a certain amount done in a minute and then the next minute you have to do like at it's like thr- death by thrusters? Why not something like that? So some uh, people get seven minutes, some people get 15 minutes. I think we were in the front rack last week. I think with wall balls last week, I can't see thrusters happening this week. Death by shuttle runs. That's a, that's a Sherwood linchpin classic. I've done that workout a ton of times. It's, it's, oh, it always does a trick. Uh, it's actually uh, called the beep test for those who are in the um, in the real world. Who aren't in the You're just so club. involved in the public schools. That's <laughs> this is something kind of like, this is something maybe a little bit ironic. Hey, they should do the beep <laughs> test. CrossFit should do the beep test. Go ahead, Jared. Sorry. Too, too many ties. Unless you're going to do like... Mm the first i don't know once you hit a certain minute then you have to do whatever remaining as an amrap or something good point like Um, usual you're right if you look at the open announcements pat has done he's done 17.1 which was burpee box jump overs and dumbbell snatches he's done 19.4 which was a couple of barbell snatches and bar facing burpees a mandatory rest and then bar facing burpees and bar muscle ups and then he did last year's 22.1, which was dumbbell snatches, wall walks, and box jump overs. So Pat has done open announcements, all with getting off the floor in some capacity. Some might say burpees in all of them, even though I know wall walk isn't. And then he also was supposed to do shuttle runs last year, but instead they did box jump overs. He's done snatching in all of them, dumbbell snatching in two of them. So I don't know. I mean, they they may have picked him like jokes on you, dude. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep giving you the same movement combinations, but Trisha uh, Pat Vellner's an athlete, and Pat Sherwood is uh, <laughs> a, an announcer, buddy. Uh, don't worry though; your questions are all um, you're all welcome here. You're always welcome here. So, do you know is is Sher- have they announced that Sherwood's being part of the open announcement this week? No, someone put a comment about CrossFit Lynchman's programming, and then oh. the, the comment section just picked it up from there. And then Trish definitely knows the difference right in line with the character of the person. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, and, uh, and, and, and if it is a, a workout like that, did they pick the right two athletes to showcase it? I can't think of any two athletes that I would want to watch just go deep into the pain cave than them too. They, they're, they're two, two guys that really don't show a whole lot of facial expression either when they're in a lot of discomfort. And if you think about them, those two athletes, the one thing that would be, his, there would typically be a big separator for Velner in favor over Krennikov would be ring muscle-ups, which we're not going to get. And the one thing that would be an obvious separator for Roman over Pat would be the rower, which we're not going to get. So it's right. a pretty high likelihood that this is going to be a very competitive battle between the two of them. Uh, and, and tell me tell me what the movements were again. Shuttle run and something over a box, back and forth over a box. So like two, uh, one shuttle run and then some like uh, jumping over a box five times, repeat. Like last year, last year in the team quarterfinals, they did – line facing burpees and shuttle runs that was the couplet and it was like a um, mid-teens to 20 minute workout for most teams and it was just brutal nothing but running and burpees and while i don't think they'll do the line facing burpee because i think that is a that could be really difficult from a judging standpoint depending on what the standards would be i think doing something like a burpee box jump over that we've seen in the open a lot as well as box jump overs that with shuttle runs as far as setup goes simple as far as stimulus, easy. 
I mean, it's just going to get you from the start to finish. And it's uh, it should be fun to watch. Um, it will be fun to watch. I was just going to say that. We'll get to see them go side by side and second by second, see who's who's. Yeah. Who's waning? Who's I, I? I didn't think that we would. I didn't think that we would see shuttle runs this year after they were supposed to be in all four stages of competition last year. Even though they got taken out of the open, so I guess some people would argue that most of the community has never done shuttle runs in a competition setting, online or in person, unless they've done a local comp. Um, I don't know. I, I I can just see him coming back. Uh, Ricky declined. Oh no, not this. Uh, Ricky, uh, Ricky declined the invite. Uh, do we know that the Ricky uh, Garrard was invited and didn't make it? Yeah, and it's. I mean, it would be crazy for him to come. Honestly, it's such I a agree. long trip for such I a short agree. amount of time. So, who would nice he have done it with? Invite. With Pat uh, or with Roman? I think Roman. Oh, okay. Um, so, I mean, nice to invite him, uh, right? Rightfully to invite him, but I think very understandable that he didn't come, and I hope that that doesn't preclude them from inviting him in the future. Um, overhead, a uh, walking lunges. Well, look, I think that JR's, I think that JR's on the money with a couple of things here. I expect this workout to be extremely accessible, like more of what we would expect in a, a week one of the open workout. Um, and I don't think that there'll be, there will be a barbell. I mean, I know that we had, didn't really talk about it at all, but the 30 cleans in that workout were, are no joke. And like most everyone was doing at least 20, if not all of those cleans, and uh, I think that if if Adrian will put two barbells in the in the open, they won't be on back to back weeks. All right. Uh, any any information on week three? Do we know who the uh, fighters are? I've heard some rumors, but nothing official yet. Uh, Mr. Howell, I've heard nothing. No rumors. A- and week two is in New Jersey. Do we know where week three is? Same answer for me. I've heard rumors, but nothing for confirmed. Okay, so they keep kind of all that stuff on the down low. Uh, yeah. I mean, there are obviously are certain people that need to know the athletes that are coming and, you know, uh, anyone who's flying there for the open announcement. But outside of that, I think that they've intentionally tried to keep the third one pretty quiet. Um, if, if, if Roman wins this, well, first of all, Pat, Pat Vellner likes an audience, right? Definitely. And if, if, but if Roman wins this, do, do you think that this is, uh, falls in line with the kind of the changing of the guards here? I guess. I mean, especially in, in light of the graphic we showed earlier with how many consecutive, you know, Metcons in the open, Pat has outperformed um, Roman on. And now Roman's got him on the last one. So if he gets him in two in a row, then you could certainly write that storyline. I think what's going to be cool is, you know, anywhere these two guys go right now, they're fan favorites. But, you know, if you're there in New Jersey or if you're watching at home, it's just it's it always is like this. Like at some point in the middle of the workout, you're going to find yourself rooting for one or the other. And you might not know know who that is right now. Uh, what what about clues? Has Dave put out a clue again? Was that really a clue last week that was supposed to be a clue? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Is, is there can, can we check uh, Dave's account? Is there anything posted? Is there a clue up there? It's too early in the week. When would it come? It would come on like Wednesday. Some, something to hype us up and get us ready for Thursday. Did he put it out Wednesday evening, Jr. Last week. That sounds right. Oh, we could we could click here. I think it was Wednesday night. Okay, so uh, Thursday th- Thursday at noon on YouTube. Thursday at noon Pacific Standard Time. Is that going to still be the same time? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Jr. Anything else you want to say about uh, about week two? Uh, 
one other thing that I could is a possibility. You know, I think Boz said on a street parking interview that there wouldn't necessarily be like brand new movements, but there may be like a wrinkle or it may just be something that if you've been around for a long time, you see and you kind of have an ah moment, kind of like maybe like wall walks were. Um, and I've talked to a lot of people about the possibility of him changing up the way you get to or you have to do a movement. Like the year that Dave said on the burpees, you cannot step up the burpee anymore. You have to jump both feet toward the hands. And people were getting so efficient at stepping up the burpee that he just took it away from him. So it's like, what if this year he's like, okay, cool. So when you do this burpee box jump over, you can't turn in the air anymore. So you have to land on the other side of the box in the same direction that you took off from. You have to land facing the box and you have to take off facing the box and you have to land facing the same direction before you turn around. Or if, you know, just a small nuance like that, like to see, especially like Pat and Roman, to see them learn something on the fly, adapt to it. I mean, you know, we saw people do it the first year with wall walks when Carrie Pierce was so impressive on it. It's like, gosh, how long has it been since you've done a wall walk? And now you have to do it to a standard. You know, it's just something like that would be interesting. Um, uh, mind blenderfy CrossFit advice for guys with score like 182, 13, 29. I don't even understand that question. He got 182 reps in his split time for finishing the power cleans was 13, 29. So he got those two muscle ups in 20 in 31 seconds. And obviously it probably had to take some time to traverse his, uh, eight feet of distance to get to the rings, maybe chalk up his hands. So he basically just almost definitely did a set of two muscle ups right at the end. So probably the guy's better at ring muscle ups. Uh, then this score reflects, but his fitness is not good enough to get him enough time to get there. So you either need a better strategy, but more, what I would recommend is if you, if you filmed your workout, go watch it back and count how many seconds you're doing nothing. And then try to come up with a plan where you can move slower, but more of the time and hopefully accomplish more work in less time. Also while keeping your heart rate down in that case, almost definitely people are doing sets that are just too big for them and they have to take rests that are too big. And then the time slips away. Five years ago, I used to do this and I would watch half my open workouts and I would spend more than half of the time. It was a 12 minute AMRAP. I would be spending six minutes and 45 seconds doing nothing because I had such a poor plan in my attack for the workout. Well, I I hope you're right, JR. I hope it's simple and I hope it's clean. And if there is a nuance, I hope it's not something. Do you remember that year when they, when you had to do that weird measurement for your handstand pushups? Um, Yeah. I, I hope nothing. I hope nothing like that happens. I hope it's like you know. I hope it's clean. I like and, this idea. You know, of, go ahead. Another thing worth noting is some of the movements that have that have left the open due to like equipment and now have come back into the fray. Ring muscle ups were out of the open for a couple years in a row. Twenty twenty was the last time they were programmed, and then they took them away due to some of the limitations people had in their gym, or maybe not even being able to get into a gym with COVID and everything going on. And then they came back this year in the first week. Handstand push-ups have gone away, and instead we've had wall walks the past couple of years in the open. Maybe they come back into the fray. So just some things to think about, like some movements maybe that have kind of taken a little hiatus that we might see come back in after a couple of years of not being well, uh, What about double-unders this week? Well, he mentioned bounding with a rope yeah. is a good possibility. And like I said, I think um, the show last week, I, I think we're going to do single-unders in the open. I think oh, it's, good. I think it might be in a... Um, progressing manner like brian's workout that he kind of predicted that was like you have an easier dumbbell movement and like a box jump over and then you have a more difficult dumbbell movement with a burpee box jump over 
maybe you do the same thing, but have single unders in the beginning for the first few rounds and then double unders at the end. Yeah, God, I, I, I really like that. I like it just – I really – I I think I'm going to be disappointed if it's anything besides what you said. I'd really like the idea of them both starting on one side, doing a shuttle run. We get to see them run side by side, come back and, uh, you know, do some bounding and then go again. And we'll just see right away when someone passes someone. And and, and, uh, final question, why so short? Why seven to nine minutes? Um, Because I think sometimes if you want to govern intensity, you don't make it so long to where you can pace. And I think something we know about Boz at this point is sometimes he wants to take that away from you. So if you have something that's short and you have no choice, but to push the pace on everything and just let it hurt for the whole time. And and then, and then why not give them then if it's going to be that short, a two minute rest or three minute rest and then have them lift something heavy. I think that would be something that no one's expecting this week. So if he did it, I think it would be cool. And I think a lot of people would love to be able to go heavy and do like a max snatch or a max complex or something like that. Any kind of ladder. I mean, looking at old open workouts, you know, they had the deadlift box jump ladder. Um, You know, all those kind of workouts, I think, are some of people's favorites. And I think I do think that we'll get a shorter workout. I just think it's going to be on the last week. I think this will be the long one. There's almost always a 20 minute workout. I have like messed around with the idea of it being, you know, a workout and then a a lift that equates to 20 minutes on the floor. But I think that this is, there's also a good chance that we get a 20 minute AMRAP or time cap. But if it's a time cap workout, it's one that even the pros are taking 15 minutes to finish style workout. I think it's more likely to be an AMRAP though. And I think we'll get a short one on the last week. Awesome. Uh, Anything else you guys want to, that we didn't cover? Uh, just so you guys know, this morning the show was pulled down by YouTube. <laughs> That's weird, uh, but we did get it. <laughs> Do you know why? No, well, kinda. It was a big show. It had eighteen hundred. Uh, don't talk uh, about it here. We don't want this one getting pulled down. Too. No, it won't. This one. I already put in a request to review this one, even though the show's not over. But the show is back up. We got it cleared up the problem, and it's it was a good show. From who handles morning. that? Is that Suze's job? Well, uh, it's mining. Whoever can get to the computer the fastest, me, Caleb, and Sousa all noticed it at the same time. Like, oh shit. I was too bad. It was such a great show. Um, okay. Uh, anything else, uh, JR, you'd like to throw in the mix? No, I'm excited to see what the workout is. Uh, Thursday, after um, the announcement at some time, JR and Taylor, myself, and uh, Mr. Hiller should be coming on. Um, and Andrew should be doing the workout live. I don't think I've heard. Did Hiller confirm that he's doing that, JR? As far as I know, he's still doing it. Oh, shit. The power just went out at my kid's tennis camp. Okay, good. Did I say that out loud? I didn't mean to say it out loud. Okay. Okay. Brian, thanks for being on. Thanks for the great graphics. Uh, you guys have fun uh, on uh, between now and Thursday. And But uh, to keep you busy in between then and now and then, check out our show tomorrow morning live at 7 a.m. Also uh, got Josh Bridges scheduled for Friday morning. That should be fun. Haven't talked to him in a while. You know, he uh, put up a post about 23.1, and, and several athletes put up similar posts saying that they improved their score even though they don't think that they're fitter. And this is a good like a little tip to that guy who was asking about his open performance and what they followed that up with. I've just gotten more efficient. 
I've become more efficient with my movement patterns or my breathing patterns or just understanding workouts better. And there is without a doubt something to be said at every level for someone who's been doing it for a long time. That doesn't even make sense to me. Does that make sense to you, JR? Yeah. For a, for a, uh, uh, an exercise that has this many different movements that you could get us better score and not Being be less fitter fit. and less fit. For sure. I mean, dude, just all you have to do is go watch the first 10 seconds of the open announcement between Josh Bridges and Scott Panchik. They are literally just ripping on the rower to get it started. And it's like, whoa, whoa, he's got 14 minutes. Like, gotcha. Okay. All right. Good, that good. That's now. exactly what I was looking for. Something to look at. Okay. Um, all right, guys. It's over. See you in um, 11 hours and 23 minutes. Oh, Caleb. Hi, I almost forgot about you. Have you been there the whole show? No, only the last five minutes. Oh, good. Nice of you to show up. Uh, thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Buenas noches.